episode of the Kyra Kai Show, the first and only. Um, and yeah, we we got some we got some treats for y'all. So I'm going to let our guest introduce herself, the one and only. Hey y'all, I'm Adonis. Um, I'm from Nashville. I'm 22 years old, and I'm an R&B singer. Yes, and you guys are in for a treat. All right, we're gonna jump out the gate, Adonis. Can you tell us about your journey as an artist? How did it get started and what inspired you to pursue this career? My journey as an artist has definitely been humbling. Um, <laughs> I thought I was going to make a single and be out this giant. Like, <laughs> I swear I was pushing day shots like next But no, um, it's been great. I really, um, when I started off in college, I started at Hampton University. And I started with kinesiology. But I just went to Hampton because I really want to be HBCU cheerleader. But then I realized I can't cheer my whole life. I um, talked to a few of my sisters and they were like, why don't you just try to like do music or something like that? Mm -hmm. So I switched my major over to music and that's the only thing I ever stuck with. So I was like, gotta be real, gotta be that. I, I feel that. <laughs> so when did you come to the realization that you wouldn't be able to cheer for your whole life? Like, uh, When I went on the cheer team and they had me running miles out there. <laughs> they had stadiums and no, it was really fun though, but um, yeah, I don't like I don't like that. <laughs> the conditioning. Yeah. I feel that I ain't no conditioning for shit in my life. <laughs> shit, I ain't gonna be able to do it. I ain't gonna be able to do it. So, in your pursuit of this career, what's been the thing that made you want to stick with it? Like you, you mentioned that you—that's the only thing you ever stuck with. But mm -hmm. why? Um, music's the only place where I feel like my voice is heard mm. and accepted. Mm -hmm. So like when I was growing up, like I didn't really get the opportunity to express my feelings because that's just the type of household we were kind of in. So like, we didn't really a black household. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we didn't get to express ourselves like that. So I used to always shut down. I never say nothing, mm -hmm. but. Then when I started writing, like I was able to say whatever I wanted to say, mm. and like just try to make it wrong. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so writing for you has been kind of like therapy. Definitely, because okay. I show them to talk to somebody, but we don't talk to the camera right now. Okay. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with it. Ain't nothing wrong with it. So, what's your preferred medium or style of art? Like, is it only R and B? Do you like to venture in to other genres? Have you ever thought about opera? Oh, I'm not an opera singer. Okay. I tried. My, an opera singer could tell you that I don't have a voice for that quickly. Because <laughs> the way they're musically trained, that's fine. But um, R&B, that's like my go-to. Because like that just comes out more natural. Because that's kind of what I grew up That is what I grew up with. Mm -hmm. Like listening to that type of music. But I like country music. Which those people I fuck with. But I like some country music and I like pop music too. But I feel like I've been immersed in a lot of different um, musical cultures growing up, especially mm -hmm. being in Nashville. Mm -hmm. So you'll mm -hmm. hear that with some of my music. Okay. I'm not going to lie, because hood time, good time, that. We go turn the hood times. <laughs> yeah, that's that's my shit. I ain't going to lie. I cut that on. I'm like, bro, I, this makes you want to move. It makes you want to dance. It just makes you want to get up. And my ass can't dance. So. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I ain't got no rhythm at all. So to make me want to get up and start dancing, that's something right there. So who are your like musical inspirations? You said you grew up with R and B. So who who is like your your go to like when you when you just need to hear something to touch your soul? Mm, Jasmine Sullivan, mm. and then Jill Scott has been making her way in my heart. Did you go to the concert? I wanted to. I should. Yeah, my mom was out there. Crazy thing is, earlier in May, I told him my freaking car. Right. Mm-hmm. Three days later, I'm supposed to go. I bought a ticket to go see Lauren Hill, Summer Walker, Money Long, Monkey. That couldn't even go. Man, I was so mad. I was so hot. Oh man, did you sell the ticket? No, I'm still paying for another you know, little four payments. Yeah, <laughs> that's a hell of a ticket. I'm so sorry you didn't get to experience that. Oh, Especially you said Summer Walker was supposed to be there. Man, everybody was in the building. Man, I need to go see her because I'm not gonna lie, she don't know. Um, she don't like to perform, but she's getting better. Cause mm-hmm. I seen a clip of her. I said, "Oh, she out there moving. Yeah. She looking at motherfuckers." I said, "Oh, she cutting the fuck up now." She I, I wish I could design design her a set because I will put I will put her in the glass box. But the glass box you can see into it, but you can't see out of it. Ooh, so like that would help her. That would help her. So mm-hmm. like on the front and the side, she would be able to see out of. But in the back, she would. And so um, it would be flipped, so you could see she could see out of it, but you couldn't see into it on the backside. Mm. So it would help her, you know. In my world, I would think <laughs> it would help her uh, be able to perform because she knows people are there. She has like her comfort of being in her little glass box, mm. and it's also just a unique ass set design. Because who you say perform? No, in glass for box. And it's like a little room. That's actually really good. Look, that was, that's a good one. I've been putting a lot of thought into this. A song. Like, I've been putting a lot of thought into this. Just because, like, I really enjoy watching artists, you know, perform. So, I'm like, damn, what what would their set design look like? Because it's all based around them. Mm-hmm. So. She been coming up, though. I mean, she definitely been working with her because I do. I don't care about oh. somebody saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially on Soft Life, she definitely had Erica Badu in there. Mm-hmm. And Tiana coming up with it. But you know, Tiana and Erica Badu pretty close. So. Are they? They gotta be because they got that. Um, oh, oh, they do got a song. song. They do that got a song. They do. They do got a song. They do got a song. I would have pictured that. And you know what? Uh, you know, Lotto just hired Tiana Taylor to be her. Uh, the creative director and I'm like that girl's mind is like out of this world anyways so shit okay let's keep going can you describe your creative process how do you come up with ideas and bring them to life um usually I like to just listen to the beat or if we making the beat from scratch most of the time I prefer to make the beat from scratch because mm-hmm. it's like it'll put a piece of me in it if that makes sense Absolutely. to it instead of like somebody just give me the beat but I usually just listen to the beat, sit there, and then, like, whatever I feel, it comes out of it. And then you have to go with the structure a little bit, so I try to, like, find a melody that sticks. So, like, I still be trying to think about people so they can sing along and stuff, too. So, um, I think of a melody, and then we get a little pre-hook, a hook, mm-hmm. or pre-chorus, chorus, whatever people call it these days. I'll be so confused. Still confused. <laughs> 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 Y'all know, let me know. But... Yeah, and I just write to it like that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So, if I gave you a beat right here, right now, you would be able to 
Mm-hmm. Got some too. Mm-hmm. Listen. Oh, you said this Have you faced any challenges or obstacles as an artist? How did you overcome them and what did you learn from those experiences? Um, definitely being my skin color and where I'm from doesn't have, uh, I, I feel like that could be the challenge. That definitely is a challenge. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it gives me an advantage too because I'm unique in that type of standpoint. Mm-hmm. So I had to learn how to look at it from a different perspective. Because mm-hmm. I think growing up, everything, it's all about perspective at the end of the day. I so agree. how you view it. Because one person can view it a different way, you view it totally different. Like you can feel disrespected, but this person not to, saying it in a disrespectful way. So mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I just learned to flip my my perspective on some things. Um, I'm horrible at manage time management. Girl, me too. I started late today. Yeah, I'm getting it together. We're gonna get it together. We're gonna get this together. We're gonna get this shit together. <laughs> that organization will probably be my downfall. Mm-hmm. But like, really? I got ADHD, so my mind be. As soon as I see something else, I'm gonna think about something completely different than what I'm a, even initially supposed to be doing. So. I'm, a, I'm a little narrow spicy myself, so I definitely be from. <laughs> <laughs> then I get back over here like, what the fuck was I doing? I... And it was important. It was! <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, damn. Like, for real though. So yeah, I just, okay. um, I'm starting to find like little techniques to like slowly yeah. incorporate in my life. Mm-hmm. So. I guess I'm just trying to grow with everything. Yeah. I feel that. How do you feel like your family has played a part in helping you um, look at things from a different perspective? To see where I come from and then see where my parents come from is mm-hmm. two completely different things. Like, I'm, I'm a sheltered suburban child. I, um, <laughs> I went to a little diverse school, you know, mm-hmm. and well, it wasn't diverse in my elementary school, but up in up, the rest of it was pretty diverse. Mm-hmm. My parents, they didn't come from none of it. So like my mom literally took us out from where she was at. Where's she from? She's from Memphis, but like, like yeah, yeah North Memphis. I don't know what parts of that ain't my city. <laughs> But she, she from the gutter, little gutter. Yeah, but I feel that. She moved us out here. So, them, um, they made so many sacrifices for us to be able to even do mm-hmm. anything that we do. So, like, the only thing I can do is follow my dreams and follow what I want to do in order to make sure that they sacrifices was worth it. Mm. Yeah. Paying the homage to those that came before you and everything that they're doing. Um, all right. So what role does art play in society in your opinion? How do you believe it can impact individuals and communities? 
I feel like it's one of the only things to bring people together. Mm. And like, um, art, it'll tell a story without even having to tell a story. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people go through the same exact thing. But it, it don't be in the same exact way, mm-hmm. but we all experience the same type of stuff. Mm-hmm. So my story may be able to help you, or if I make a mistake, maybe you can prevent yourself from making that mistake mm-hmm. or something like So what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> what role does art play in society in your I, opinion? And then how do you believe it can impact individuals and communities? So I, you definitely started off uh, by saying, that it brings us together. Yeah, and I think that's really important as well. Um, I think that when you create art, it does allow for you to share those experiences that you've had so that other people can learn from your mistakes. That's really important. But something else that I think, like, your music does really well is making you feel the story that's being told. So sometimes I think art is not always what you get out of it. It's just simply a feeling, Mm -hmm. and that feeling is part of that experience. So I Mm -hmm. think you do a really good job of creating that experience for people. Thank you. Absolutely. Take it how you want it. Every moment, every argument. Every time we into it. Every time we break up, wake up the next morning. Gotta move a little better, gotta. Next question for you. How do you feel about The Little Mermaid? Ooh, I love it. Oh, but I really messed up. Like, I went down, like, yes, I'm waiting for this movie. I got some nachos. I got some <laughs> popcorn, candy, full fledged. Got some shots in the back. I don't fell asleep. Oh. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's me. I'm scared I'm going to fall asleep. I'm going to see it tomorrow. And I feel like I'm going to be sleeping. I always fall asleep in a movie. So I don't even know why I thought I was really going to make it through. Because I had worked that whole day too. But I was like, no, nah, I'm going to go see the movie. Hey, I'm sure Hallie appreciates your support. Hey, she got my money. Yeah. She did. <laughs> but That's the only reason I'm going. Because Lil Murray is not even like. I never watched it. Me neither. <laughs> I know Sebastian was from the Caribbean, but that's about all I know. I didn't know who the character was, nothing. I woke up a few times, seen the white dude singing, and yeah. She was a white man? Yeah. Really? Oh, no wonder they mad. They mad. They was mad about the movie, but they really mad. They was really mad about that movie. Because he's white. The little mermaid is originally white. Right. With red hair. It's right. Just because she's black. It's not because Prince Eric's white. <laughs> but I mean, I just feel like that just adds to it, though. It ain't my mm-hmm. fault. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. could blow. They was mad that she had the vocals and she outdid everybody. But she did outdo everybody. Mm-hmm. Even the little girl. I, I forgot who they said was supposed to be up her role, and she got disappointed. She didn't get it. I don't know why because apparently the dude who was I think he was doing the casting or the director one of the two. He asked her to audition personally. Mm-hmm. So that means she already had the role when she walked in. <laughs> I said the dude was landed, it, which... Because her voice. I feel like, yeah. Like, it it's made to be a Disney like princess. Yes. Like, she was made to be a Disney princess. Like, she got that presence and like yeah. that face. Of that. It's everything. Yes. She's beautiful. I ain't gonna lie. Beyonce did her thing on them two. On oh, her and her sister. Oh, Hallie and Chloe. Chloe and Hallie. Mm. She got them right, though. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, she did. Because... Chloe has a very good, um, like, stage presence. Mm-hmm. And most new artists don't. Like, they just do not have any stage presence. 
there's nobody in Chloe Lane, in my opinion. No. Like, as far as entertainers. And they will compare her to Normani, but I don't Normani think that's a good been kind. around in a little bit. I don't so. think that's a good comparison because I feel like they give me. Normani, Normani has good stage presence, she has good energy, but she. Her gives me, is different. Yeah, she's over here. She pop pop. Yeah, that's what she's Normani pop. Yeah, she's she came from that Fifth Harmony. Yeah, mm-hmm. she is pop. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. That's okay. I like that that's all right. Where's the album, bitch? Ooh. Where is it? Like I thought it was something wrong with like her label. I feel like it's something with her label. At this point, you could have did what the rappers used to do back in the day and dropped the mixtape. <laughs> yeah, but when you be under contract, you don't never know. Like That's fair. You gotta look what you signed in it. I don't know what happened, but she did fall off real quick. Yeah. But maybe she just don't know what to do either. I don't know. I can't like it, Wild Side would have been a perfect time for her to drop an album. Her album would have yeah. done crazy numbers. Crazy numbers. You're supposed to get them when people get hype already. Like, yeah. yeah. I don't know. That would have done crazy numbers. Let's get back into these, <laughs> these questions. Can you share a memorable or an impactful moment of your artistic career so far? Something that made you feel proud or validated as an artist? It literally just happened. Like, I just received my first award, and like, I honestly, this was fun. I was like, when they called, they were like, I don't know, but um, at first, it just felt like I was just trying to prove myself to a lot of people, because mm-hmm. like, this is what I want to do, but like, choosing an artistic path is not generally accepted in society, but honestly, you can do whatever whatever you want to do. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you can cut. You can do whatever the fuck you want to do. Yeah. And, like, the government, I feel like they have trained us to feel like we can't do what we want to do. Mm-hmm. But you can, to be honest. And you just put your mind to it. So, I'll be forgetting what the questions are. No, you good. It says, uh, you answered it. You really did answer it. Okay. Okay. How do you stay motivated and inspired in your artistic journey? Are there any specific rituals or practices that that help you maintain your creativity? Um, yeah. <laughs> it was a rituals word, didn't it? It was something. <laughs> <laughs> I started thinking about your brothers. <laughs> Ooh. Well, honestly, I just try to if I don't feel like inspired or something, mm-hmm. I'll try to go back to my root self. So like I'll sit sit alone and really it might be saying weird, but I really just talk to myself and like, okay, what exactly do I want? How do I want it? Like stuff like that. And then I go eat because food is everything. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it gives you so much inspiration. Mm-hmm. It's thought for your own brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so usually when I do that, I'll be chilling. If I take like a self day for me and I don't be worried about nobody else, then I'll be cool. Okay. Like, Just good. Just creating that environment that you feel safe and comfortable in mm-hmm. and that allows you the space to maintain your creativity. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. I love it. Found a way to say that there. <laughs> I, you know I've been doing this for a little while so okay 
we getting in there. What advice would you give to an aspiring artist uh, who are just starting out? Or is there anything you wish that you had known when you began your own artistic journey? Um, advice, make sure it's something that you truly want to do because there's going to be times where you don't want to give up because it's like, what, what is this? Like, you're going to go through performances where you suck. You're going to go through songs where you suck. Like, if I listen to my beginning stuff, and I listen to stuff I got now, like, it's night and day. So, just keep going and make sure it's something you really want to do. Because anything you don't want to do, you're going to quit. Mm-hmm. And there ain't no sense. Like, when I started college, I was going into physical therapy so for money. If I'm going to do that for the money and I don't want to do that, then why not go ahead and do something I want to do for some money? Like, that's yeah. how I do. Yeah. So just keep going. And what is some advice I would give me? Is to figure listen to my intuition my intuition because a lot of times I try to mold myself to fit with what other people were telling me to do mm. and I ain't like that so but I, I, yeah mm-hmm. I nip that in the butt quick though I think when people give you advice that you don't really want it's always good to to use it as a method of this is what I know I don't want Mm-hmm. And sometimes, like, I don't know where to start, but I know where I don't want to go. Mm-hmm. And that helps me figure out where it is that I'm actually trying to get to. So I feel like I try to take in as much as I can um, and what I don't. I leave that shit right there mm-hmm. and keep pushing. Um, like my, my bonus mom, she does a really good job. She has like a metaphor. She was like, you know, put it in your box and set it up on the shelf. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really like that because it's like you can really compartmentalize, you know, the shit that goes through your mind. Put it in that box, put a lid on it, wrap the motherfucker up, put a little bow on it, sit that bitch on the shelf. And when you need it, if you ever need it, then you pull it out and it's like, ooh, it's like something brand new. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's oh, what going through all of your thoughts and listening to your intuition that's kind of like what it is for me when I finally find the answer that I'm looking for it's like damn I had it all this time Mm -hmm. it was just in a little box on the shelf (laughs) (laughs) that's cute I like that okay are there any upcoming projects or exhibitions you're currently working on or excited about can you share any details yes um I got this small little project small giving y'all big stuff yet but i want to start incorporating um some choreography into my stuff so uh a little summer bops might have a little summer bops for y'all with an rb twang to me and um yeah yeah this year this whole year in total i know it's gonna be a good year like as far as artistry coming out so i have a lot of music in the vault that i want to come out so we're going to see what, how we're going to play that out. Dope. Mm. Dope. I can't wait. I'm excited. Me too. Okay. In your opinion, how does art intersect with other fields or industries? Have you collaborated? Collaborated. <laughs> Have you collaborated with individuals from different backgrounds? And if so, how does that influence your work? Yeah, so, especially being here, there's a lot of good events. Um, there's this one event where it was a whole fashion show. They had a hair show in it. They had vendors up, roll around. They had artists performing and, like, food people. And it, 
It was dope. So like um, having those those type of spaces and stuff for everybody to be creative and everybody can support everybody and everything like that because the entertainment industry forget just music like the entertainment industry in a whole mm-hmm. intertwined. So yeah, for sure. How do you navigate the balance between artistic expression and commercial success? <laughs> oh, um, commercial success is a rabbit hole, I feel like. Mm. If you stay true to you, there's certain like tweaks you can make so that you can appeal to more people, mm-hmm. but still find a way to still stay true to you because there'll be a lot of times where you'll find yourself singing or doing something that you would have never done today mm-hmm. in your life. But because that's what is accepted in society and that's what you feel like is going to get you noticed more, you're going to go ahead and do that. But how are you really going to feel about yourself after that? Because mm-hmm. you don't want that's got to live with that the rest of your life. I agree. And I think that uh, commercial success is what when you're dealing with people who are just like your family for instance who don't they might not understand why you're choosing to go a creative path or something like that they look for the commercial success and when you don't have the commercial success mm. it's like are you really doing it are you really doing anything mm. with your life but in reality like the little small wins is, is a success and that's how you know that this is the right path because mm. it truly is a journey um and i saw this tweet and it was like you know what you do in your 20s you reap the benefits of in your 30s mm-hmm. so everything that we're doing right now is going to pay off when we're in our 30s and i think about people like lucky day he's in his i think he's in his 40s mm-hmm. and his career is just now like mm-hmm. it takes work it takes time um but can't nobody say he's not a dope bass artist like Definitely. he's one of the best artists i've heard in a very long time so mm-hmm. You know, just a little food for thought for those out there. If you're wondering if you're on the right path creatively, you are. Keep going. The best ones come from a long journey. Like, even if you look at Chloe and Halle, Chloe and Three played together Beyonce on um, Fighting Temptations. Really? Halle was on House of Pain. Like, really? Yeah. I did not know that. And then you seen Coco Jones and Halle and the Let It Shine. Mm -hmm. That was like, what, 20? 13 maybe I don't know then they did the girl they've been working for like they've been working about two decades yeah they've been working we finna take a short break we'll be right back your journey been as an independent artist being an independent artist is not for the weak because you literally wear every hat that mm-hmm. a whole label could wear for you so like with labels you have different teams you got your marketing team you got your branding team you got your songwriters you got your finances your business legal team all that stuff but as an independent artist you are all in people and you got creative uh, control of everything, everything like that. But creative control is probably the best, the best thing you can hold because you won't just become an image and like what they want you to do. So um, being an independent artist, I've been able to learn the business side of it, 
So when I do get into a label type of situation, because that is ultimately my goal. I don't care what anybody else says. I want to go to a label. So. <laughs> but um, once I get into that situation, I'll have enough knowledge and leverage so I can be able to be set up correctly. Because if you look at the rappers, Ice Spice and Nicki Minaj are the only ones, only rappers without a 360 deal. But they were smart. <laughs> they were smart when it came down to that. And they built they built their fan base and they made sure they had control over that. So that's ultimately what I love about being an independent artist right now. Nobody just because if somebody came down and found me right now, they would be making so much money off of me and I wouldn't even really touch much. Like mm -hmm. as much as I could. Mm -hmm. Because I wouldn't have that much leverage yet. So I waited out. But being an independent artist will help you grow up. You grow up. <laughs> quick and honestly just put me into more of a boss mentality mm -hmm. so I kind of like that um, it's been cool I've definitely fell on my face about four times but get back up every single time mm -hmm. I'm telling you a little song about falling on your damn face <laughs> <laughs> I've done it plenty you still here your bills character no for real you too cool man what <laughs> it builds character so let me ask this what I don't really know what a 360 deal is could you tell us what that is yeah 360 deal they can they take a percentage off of any aspect of money you make oh, okay so like your booking agent finna get what they get your anything you make like if you make some money if you're off your merchandise off your ticket sales your streaming really with streaming whatever money they give you from they call it um no, not in advance. But they'll give you the take say, Oh, I signed a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar deal. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. You get two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, but in those streaming, mm -hmm. you have to make two hundred and fifty thousand dollars back before you'll ever see a check. Okay. From their label. So like anything that you owe them, they're gonna take it from me. So you still gonna owe that money. That's why a lot of artists fall off. And you said who signed the three sixty deal? Every every rapper, every female rapper, Nicki Minaj and Ice Spice, the only ones that's not in the 360 deal. Got you. Got you. Okay. That makes Nikki, sense. Nicki's too powerful. That's why they was trying to, they was trying to throw her off. That's why they introduced Cardi out. But Nicki, Nicki's powerful. And you know I can go in about this topic right here. Mm -hmm. All I'm going to say is, Nicki is that bitch. Nick. She will forever be that bitch. Ain't nobody ever going to be able to compete. Like when you outdid somebody like Aretha Franklin on a chart, that shit's ridiculous. The only female rapper on Forbes list, like she's in a lane all her own. And I appreciate her being very picky and choosy with who she allows to be on that journey with her mm -hmm. because you don't hear nobody talk about who Wayne ain't doing a collaboration with. Mm -hmm. But the conversation's always around Nikki's this, Nikki that. Like, it's she's gonna, and it's going to be that. <laughs> it's, and it's just going to be that. It's simple as that. No, shout out to the bars. We love y'all. I did that wrong. <laughs> Man. Yeah. All right. Y'all, I appreciate you guys tuning in. Adonis, could you just let us know where we can find your music, any of your creativity, your art? Yes, you guys can follow me on Instagram. That is at underscore Adonis Muse. So underscore A D O N I S M U S E. 
And then there's a link in my bio and you can find all my music, um, any articles that I've had from me, um, any performances coming up. If I got tickets coming up, you'll get a notification about that. And yeah, I really hope y'all enjoyed this. It's been a great time. Thanks. I really had an amazing time. So. You can come back whenever you get ready. I'm ready. For sure. Babe, I've been getting tipsy. Sipping on some whiskey, I've been taking day shots cause of you.